Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What is going on, everybody? Hope you are having a wonderful week. Um, before we start, uh, I have a new record out called The Hymn. Go check it out on Spotify. Um... Also, if you're listening to this, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. Give us some comments in the comment section, wherever you're listening or watching this from. And now it's time for the podcast. Chris Lake, I don't really need to give him much introduction. Um, had an insane career over the years, and in the last, especially in the last six years, has kind of gone to extreme levels. Um, good friend of mine and great person loved this podcast it was like super chilled um yeah without further ado chris lake and we are live how's it going mate good how are you pretty good i'm apart from i just did a podcast about an hour ago and detroit's getting like really fucking hot today like we're at like 35 degrees and my studio is doesn't have AC in, so I'm just like sweating. That studio. Yeah, it's fucking it's cold hot. then, though. It was cold when you came here, wasn't it? <laughs> it's is like it good to be back. Yeah, there's like no extremes. There's no like middle ground here, though. It's like either cold as fuck or really hot. It's just, it's <laughs> just not the best. Um, yeah, it's, it's, is, it, is it good to be back? It's, it's interesting to be back. Um, there's like pros and cons to it right it's great because i'm working again and we're back touring which is obviously i'm sure you're in the same situation it's the best feeling ever um sure but then it's also that i'm not spending time with my family that i've spent for the last year and a half and like didn't actually get to see any of my mates in the uk because of covid and all of that but hey it's like the things you got to do as a dj yeah, I mean it's uh it's surprising. It's like uh I guess I guess most people didn't expect for um uh, the amount of time that we would have to spend away from our normal lives and routines. Um it was all I, I you know for for such a long period it felt like a couple of months we'll add a couple of months on, we'll add a couple of months on, you know, add a couple of months on. Um before you realize that you're a year and a half deep into a new routine yeah. doing all of these new things and it's like it's not just an adjustment to getting back to what life used to be but it's an adjustment from leaving the life that we've just been in for a year and a half exactly and i don't know about you but like i somehow got really busy in lockdown just doing other shit and like like just say for instance like the podcast like i'm doing this like twice a week and like then adding that into the schedule of writing music and touring and doing everything else it's just like and other thing, I started like a cooking show, like just like loads of little stupid things that you kind of add to your your diary because you've got all this free time. And mm-hmm. then you're like, how do I now have to fit all of that into my schedule that was slammed beforehand? But it, hey, it's 
it's first world problems it's the best thing to have like being busy is great yeah you'll figure it out you'll, you'll figure out i guess you'll figure out which um which ones of those things are uh, the most important to you yeah, that you're going to totally. fit into your time totally so this you? might be the last podcast you ever do fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> last one game over cheers chris <laughs> <laughs> number 71 we're out <laughs> what about you how's life with you mm. well um i feel uh like i'm uh back into the swing of things now to a point to a point i'm back in the swing of things uh, touring is uh touring is less of a uh um how do i how do i how do i put this I have less apprehension about the touring now. Yeah. Um, it, it felt it felt really weird. It felt really weird for me uh, the thought of going back to shows, being around people, um, and uh, entertaining people, and, be, and and being well, being a focal point of attention in a room. Yeah. <laughs> as well, it's like it's just little things. I, I found I found that I found that a little bit weird. It's kind of over uh, overwhelming as well, isn't it? It's like everything yeah everything relies on you to bring out the best a game and especially now it's like at, at this moment in time it's a lot of people's first shows back especially you were touring a bit earlier than some of us and yeah you like you some of your first shows were people's first shows back ever for like a year and it really half. felt that way yeah I and um and uh, uh you know i think that it did add to the pressure a little bit but it was look it's not the hardest thing in the world. I'm not, I'm not trying to make out like this is some really major problem, but it was, uh, you know, I do take the, I do take it seriously that it's, uh, you know, I play a, I play a part in, in, um, in giving people memories. Like these nights end up being major parts of people's memories in their lives. And a first show back after a, after a major event, um, it's not just a major event for me. It's a major event for other people. Yeah. Like, you know, and I, I, I take that seriously. Mm. Um, and when, when you're out of practice, when you're a little bit unsure about, you, you, you know, what you bring into the table, what, like yeah. how, um, how, how fluid you feel with like your skills and how to use a mixer that you've never used before because they, well, (laughs) yeah, you know, it's little things like this that I found, I I did, I found a little bit strange. Then on top of that comes in the classic, um, I'd call it overthinking of, of an artist. Oh, I've been off for a year and a half. I, I, you know, and you, you know, this, we've spoken, we've spoken before this podcast. I've not worked really. I I haven't done a lot of studio work. Mm. I've not, I've not been that active. Um, uh, in general as yeah. an artist you know i've had family stuff to deal with so um and that is what it is yeah. um and yeah you know that that can't be changed but the the reality is I, i'm not like um i'm not coming into these shows with like a, a an ammunition just a, a just yeah. the most unbelievable array of music yeah. that i've produced that i'm yeah. so proud to show the world i think a lot of people would be shocked <laughs> how little i have <laughs> it's just like and that adds to my stress because i know that people have an expectation that i'm gonna be making lots of records trying yeah. out new things 
um, hearing lots of new stuff. And I just didn't feel like I was bringing a lot of that to the table. But, so that added to a lot of the stress about how it was going to go down. Well, people still going to dance to my music. I still people, people still going to vibe to it. And yeah. then you, then before you know it, you stood up, there's 10,000 people and you're like, Oh fuck, I've got to go for it. Yeah. So, um, but, but then yeah. also I think all of that, all of that is just self pressure that we put on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I don't actually think anyone is thinking that at all in the crowd. They just want to hear your biggest hits. They want to have the best time with their friends and their and whoever they're with. And party. Yeah, and you soon realize that after, you know, yeah, it, totally. it, it, there's, a, there's just reality to it. But, you know, there's a, there's a reality to the things that I'm overthinking before the show. Mm, yeah, the yeah. The pressures that, you know, the pressures that we put, we, we put ourselves under. Um, how much how much pressure do you put on yourself on like ticket sales and things like that on ticket sales yeah yeah i I, um i do care about it because you're doing um, big shows now yeah sorry i've got i'm getting little notifications from uh how do i turn this um yeah i do take it seriously because uh you know again take take the time that we're in right now there's uh you know we know that we haven't dj'd for a long time yeah if there's if all the you know all the djs haven't been playing all the promoters have not been promoting shows all the equipment companies have not been all of the auxiliary um industries that go around what we do they've not been working either yeah um i do take it seriously that you know the these shows are these shows are big there's um there's there's big money involved um in in putting putting on these shows there's big risks yeah. someone's assuming those risks um i want to do whatever i can to make sure the show's successful for everyone totally so that's not just making people dance it's not right. just making people the people that are there enjoy it it's just making sure that it works for everyone that i'm, I'm delivering what this is, sounds like a really boring chat but it's, it's, it's true I, I i take it you know i, I do take it seriously I, I don't want people losing money on a show that they put on to book me um after 18 months of not making any money well i think at the end of the day it, it actually if the show was bad if the, if these shows were bad then you're not going to be doing shows that big again and then people are going to be disappointed, and then it's... well, that's the other part of it. Yeah. That's the that's the other part of it. It's all you know. It's all it all plays into, um, all plays into the same thing. Um, I don't, uh, I don't like to. Uh, I don't think the job's done once the booking's uh, once the booking's confirmed. No, I always and, and, I always get worried. <laughs> it's the first thing that I like. I'm like great we've got this show headlining this show and then it's like literally 10 minutes after it's like how the fuck are we going to sell all those tickets mm-hmm. yeah exactly it's it's i but i guess if you didn't you know you know you know this you you know that like this is where this is where um you, you know you're only as good as the team that's around you totally. and, and 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 this is where having the expertise of um uh you know your agent your manager and 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 people around you where they can gauge um what what you're actually capable of uh yeah of doing of, of taking on yeah. that's 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 where you know that's where a lot of the pressure can be taken off where you, where, you know you, you that's where that's where it's key to make the right decisions about what shows you're taking on you've got a good team around you you've got a great team around you i know your team so yeah yeah you my know. manager's better than yours mate it's fine <laughs> <laughs> 
love it. Oh, that's gonna go on forever as well, isn't it? Um, yeah, man, it's 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 so fun to be back though, isn't it? It's like the best feeling. It is. It's nice to see. Um, it feels different as well. Yeah, it does. Uh, I can, you can feel this. Yeah. You can feel this difference in the energy of um, of people. There's like this. Um, it's like people are, are letting go in a different way. Mm. I, can, I, I feel really um, in tune with that. I think uh, I, for me, I feel like gratitude from so many people as well. Like, because I from from the the people paying to see us, like I feel so like they they give off so much like appreciation for us actually doing what we're doing, and kind of I think that's and like same with promoters and like there's I've done shows for promoters that are like so happy now where you go back two years ago this was just a walk in the park for them and this is what they did every weekend and i think part of the routine yeah yeah totally yeah. well when when uh fish and i did the show in arizona um was that the first one back that was the second one back for me that was the first one uh that we did together yeah. um and It was a big statement show for sure. Yeah. It was, you know, because it was the first, I think that was the first major event back in, 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 in Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Um, so, so then, you know, it was one of the first major events back in, uh, in Western mm. United States. Yeah. You could tell because people were traveling like it was the first show back from, uh, <laughs> you know, in, in, uh, in the Western United States. And the thing that shocked me was, uh, how visibly emotional people were getting. Yeah. There were, you know, I, I saw maybe five people visibly like well up mm. when talking about the shows coming back. And um, you could tell that it, uh, you can tell how much it meant to people that they had this, uh, this opportunity to uh, forget normal life. And this is what, this is one of the, uh, I think this can be one of the forgotten parts Totally. Of, of, of nightlife but this is a huge part of um this is a huge part of what we do it's just like a, it's kind of escapism it's just like forgetting about everything else yeah you Being literally on the floor of forgetting everything it's, just, like, it's almost it's almost like a it's similar to going to a work when, when you go and do a workout you know when you go and do a workout you, you forget well if you're doing it properly you're forgetting about everything, everything else. else yeah and nightlife nightlife should be like that too and um and it, it's a pretty bloody good feeling, and uh, and I, I, I like contributing to that. I like making people, um, uh, giving them a reprieve from their um, their nine to five. Well, I think that's the thing is like we all have issues going on in life. We all have things that we don't want to deal, have to think about. Twenty, mate, you just spilled your protein shake on your uh, on your. T- oh, actually, <laughs> dude, holy shit! Bit of nip juice. <laughs> Let me go clean this two seconds. All right, mate. Um, but what I was saying uh, is that it just it's just amazing to just be back um, and have... Wow, I did a number on me, didn't I? Yeah, you proper did. Currently waiting for uh, Chris to clean up the protein shake he spilled everywhere. There Got we it? go. There we go. It's a good look, mate. <laughs> whatever um 
Yeah, no, I think we all have issues. We all have things going on in our personal lives and in our work lives and everything. And just being able to have a place to escape and get the fuck out of what we're used to, really, and what we kind of have to deal with every day is is kind of perfect. That's the best thing about it all. Be it all coming back now, and you can tell that there's just a, a huge appetite for it. So, um, I'd love to. Do, yeah. I'd love to have done like a, a survey on like how happy people go like before the show how they like feel like mentally for like maybe like the month before the show and then what they are like when shows are back for like the next month after and see actually how how much difference it actually made yeah it's weird i I mean it has to happen there's just no way it's not a positive effect on people there's no way people have too much fun totally Totally. Too much fun. How's that? Maybe too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, maybe the hangovers and the come downs the day after aren't. How did you guessing. find your first shows back? Amazing. Um the LA show was unreal. Like I've That was day trip, right? No. no Factory ninety three. Yeah, Factory ninety three. Um It was like I I haven't been nervous for a show like that. The last time I was nervous was when I played Coachella for the first time, do lab stage. And that was like maybe three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was four years ago. Um, and I was like shitting it then, but this, this was different nervous. This is just like the first 30 minutes. I don't think I looked up. It was just like straight head down, just do what I do and work out how to use this. Because mixer. you had that internal, yeah. um, nerve no nerves and fear that if you looked up you would see something that would throw you into a negative tailspin because you saw that people were not reacting the way that you'd hoped they'd react and that would just ruin it for you yeah for me it was more so because pioneer sent me a, de- a mixer Ah, you had the V10 issues. Yeah, I had the V10 issues. So they sent me the it, V10. Well, it's, it's a great mixer, but it's a hell of a learning curve. Yeah. they, they It's a completely different style of mixing. They sent me the mixer but a week before lockdown. And they sent it to my Detroit address. And obviously I was in the UK. <laughs> so I was like, oh, God. And then they had the 3000s that I'd never even touched. Um, they're not the learning curve's not as big on that. It's pretty that, quick. That's more yeah, like, yeah. That, that was more like the. It's the, that's more like the um, the iPadification mm. of the CDJ. Literally, yeah. So I was like, for the first thirty minutes, I was like, I'm just gonna fucking work out how to do everything, and then f- get my nerves. And then the thirty minutes in, I was like, okay, we're good, and now I can look up and kind of read the crowd and try and enjoy it. <laughs> Oh hi! Oh hi! It's like five thousand people in front of you, and you're like, "Fuck, how?" But it was, it was, it was great, and we did Elro um, last weekend in New York, and that was just unbelievable. That was at um, the Mirage. Mirage. Yeah, it was literally the week after you did Mirage. Mm-hmm. How was yours there? I think I love Mirage. It's probably one of the best venues in in America. Yeah, I mean, I saw the, uh, I saw the. Uh, I saw some pictures and videos of. Um, I mean, what Elvira does is it's unbelievable. It's a proper party, isn't it? And I think that's that they they've done what I feel kind of was lost a, a little bit in the industry, where it was 
kind of turning more and more and more and more about the DJs rather than the actual party side of things. And El Rose came in at the right time and just was like, no, we're just going to throw a party and just make it crazy again. Um, yeah, there's an element of the show to it. Yeah. It takes away the attention mm. from the from the stand, you know, from the from the adoration. Yeah, the can you remember? Can you remember Manumission back in the days in Ibiza? Did you? Well, I never that? went there, um, but I know of it. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of the similar sort, a bit, little bit more X-rated, but like it was, it was more about the show that was going on rather than the DJ which yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was great it's just adds something different to the to the kind of dynamics of a club really yeah I think that that venue's special Mm, it really is special did did you have any rain issues or anything it rained a little bit during my set for like one song and then Dennis came on and then it rained like practically all of his set so Dennis Ferreira okay um so yeah, it was. I don't think it affected anything though. Why did you? Yeah, well, uh, we had we had thunderstorms getting quite close, and I think if it got within, I can't remember the mile, but four or six miles, then we would have been shut down. Because the night you were do, you had that, I was supposed to be playing in Philly, and it got cancelled because of thunderstorms. Yeah, there was a few shows around New York mm. that got cancelled. We got lucky. Um, the rain stopped about 10 minutes before I went on. I didn't oh, have a amazing. drop of rain during my set. <laughs> it was bad for all the open. Uh, it was bad for all the acts before me, but um, uh, I got lucky. So, um, but I don't know, man, it's just, uh, it, yeah, that's a, spe- that's a special venue. That's, that's one of the, um, that's one of the best ones in America. So totally agree so. that and space maybe. Yeah. Just both oh. iconic venues that I love. Yeah, space is space is epic too. Yeah, so. have you done that recently? I played that a couple of weeks. Ago. How did you do it? I played that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was great. It? And I've, I've been I've been unfortunate because the uh, uh, I played it just before quarantine, and then uh, and then once when I came back here, and <clears throat> I've I've been so unlucky where I've had to actually. Do you know what I played? The first time I played it was right before I did the back to back with Fish. Um, yeah at the Mirage in 2019. And I had to, you know, because of course you get the opportunity to play a much more extended set. And I had to leave because I, I I played right up until I had to, like the last minute I had to go to the airport. Yeah. And then the gig a couple of weeks ago, I had to do exactly the same thing to get the, the last possible flight to get to a pool party in um, Atlantic City. It's such an awful, so, did, you, did um, you sleep beforehand? Did you get sleep? Yeah, yeah. So you went in at like five in the morning and then played till. Yeah. I, I think I went in, I think, I think we went to club. I think I went on like either three 30 or four and I think finished about eight. So. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, I mean, of course you can go a lot longer, but mm. I, um, yeah, I purposely booked my flight at like 8 PM the next day. So oh, I can... but that, that would have been a dream. I mean, uh, I haven't said that, you know, it's, it's maybe better that, that there's like a, a stop there's a stop time because I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I kind of, I just really wonder if I ended up going way longer. I wonder who, who is this for? I just wonder, is this really for, for the fans or is this just you, me for me to go, Oh yeah, I played loads of hours in space. Great job, Chris. It's, it's purely for our ego. That's all it is. Yeah. But 
It's still no one wants to listen to my shit for that long. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be a few stragglers at the end. There's always stragglers at the end. I never, I never forget your uh, WMCs um, and doing the like the dirt by party there back in the day. Well, I say back in the day, it was literally like four years ago. Um, and yeah, the stragglers at the end were just. It's probably like 50 people on the dance floor by the end. The club demons. Yeah, and you're just like, you're in a whole world of bother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pulling those faces. Yeah, those classic. Love you, Will Clark. <laughs> <laughs> but the stupid thing is, is, we were all still there as well for no reason. Like, why do we stay there for that long? We're not, it's that FOMO. We're not going to miss out. Yeah. I don't know. The weird things we would get that happen in clubs. Have you ever done any? Have you done any after parties this this time round? No, like... fuck no, 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 no. Listen, that, like, I'm happy to be back, but I'm not saying that we're fully back to normal. All right, so um, there's a couple of things that I'm struggling with. Okay, what are these? One, photos. <laughs> it's like. I get it. We're back and mm. uh, we're kind of like almost post pandemic, but fucking hell, come on. It ain't gone. Um, and you like photo, uh, you know, you know, how many times have I told you about fucking um, uh, dick hands at clubs, you know, when yeah. everyone's want to shake your hand. Yeah. Chris, we love you. They shake your hand and they're like, it feels like the hands just being in like, a tub of water from sweat. <laughs> sweat and it's like you know that like yeah. come on me and you we've been into the bathrooms you know how guys go to the toilet they go and they go to the urinal they take a piss they don't wash their hands yeah. and then they come and shake your hand dirty bastards and we've all done it that, we've I don't all want to be done near it. any of them <laughs> <laughs> i don't know so that bit that bit I'm, I'm definitely doing less of the like you know less of the photos less of the um um you know, going to I I, mm. I used to like every show I'd go to the front of the crowd and take photos and sign things and stuff. I'm doing I'm doing less of that just now. I've moved I to fist I, pumps. Honestly, I just don't feel that comfortable with it. Yeah. So I've moved I've moved things to fist pumps. It kind of feels a little bit a little bit more hygienic. Yeah. But it's probably bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but you know, I'm sure that'll change. It's just maybe not the it's not, it's not the uh I'm doing, you know, I'm just trying to be more careful. I, I don't, you know, I still, you can, see, you can still catch shit. I don't want to catch stuff and have to cancel other shows. Well, I think that's the thing that I've been more so worrying about is that like a lot of people around me have got COVID again or yeah. they've been vaccinated and got it. And I'm like, yeah. I don't like, I'm trying to do the maths. If I catch it on the Saturday, does it mean that I can go to the show the next week? Like, I don't. I don't really know. And it's yeah. like, I don't want to be in a situation where we have to cancel shows again. Well, exactly. So, uh, you know, uh, that's why, that's why I kind of, um, you know, I'm sure a lot of people maybe watching this or listening to this is just thinking, what a fucking dickhead <laughs> taking that attitude. But um, I couldn't give a fuck. Fuck <laughs> you. So um, it's uh, like at the end of the day, I'd rather have the ability play the shows yeah. and make people dance and, and sacrifice that part of it until mm. it feels safer overall you know uh, i am being careful though i think you've got to be like again we can't be in a situation where we do another year and a half off 
just physically can't do it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's just not viable. And I think if you you've still got to take the precautions, like I fucking hate wearing a mask. Aeroplanes on a mask, mask wearing a mask on an aeroplane. I'd love to uh, see you wearing a mask. I bet you look like a right dickhead with I that beard look, popping out. I look like a right dickhead, and the mask doesn't fit because it doesn't go under your chin. So I look like um, you know, <laughs> you know those. Uh, pretty much look like Claptone in a black beard, in a black mask, because it's just this like. You know, your beard, beard is that like, fucking big. You could wear Borat's green fucking um, could... hammock thing. You know where where the bollocks go. That could who's be Borat? Who's Borat? Are you kidding? Borat or Borat? Borat, whatever. <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> I'm now pitching you. Is it like what's it called? The mankini. Yeah, the mankini wearing that. Just tight, shorten the straps a little bit. Yeah, give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I fucking yeah, no, hate wearing a mask on a plane. Big beards, and they definitely look weird when they're wearing the mask. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not. It's not very comfortable for me. But I mean, you know, whatever. Is is what it is, I guess. But I actually just, had an idea about this. I was thinking about this the other day. Dangerous. Um, I haven't googled it yet, so I haven't done my market research, but um. Now that everyone's having to wear masks all the time and it's summertime, you know, you're probably noticing this now that you're you're here. Mm-hmm. You're wearing a mask, it's hot, you're sweating. We need we need face deodorant. Does your face smell? I'm not saying it smells, but it sweats. <laughs> we need face antiperspirant. Yeah, but it's good to sweat. A mask. It's healthy to sweat. All right, but you know. How would you feel if someone said that about their armpits? You'd be thinking... Mate, I'm fucking sweating out of every orifice right now just sat in this studio. It's fucking (laughs) disgusting in here. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, so um, face deodorant. Face deodorant. That's the next big thing. That's that's a billion dollars. Have you heard of the claw deodorant? No. It's like a deodorant that you put on and it literally stops you from sweating. Like... 100% 100% stops your armpits from sweating. Really? Yeah, but it makes you sweat everywhere else even more. So it's like kind of a bit counterintuitive, but... Uh, it doesn't sound too good. Seems to work if you don't want to get sweaty pits. <laughs> <laughs> how's um how's things going with the label? You've been you've been con- consistently putting music out. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, really happy with uh, how we've uh, just kept things going during... Mm-hmm a pretty uninvigorating time for dance music you know um the 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 big thing the the big thing that was stark for me um starkly obvious for me during uh um, during the time away from events was how damn important these events are for our music for promoting it for, for moving the scene forward musically um it takes i you know i think it takes um invention and uh and and new ideas being tried on floors to to to, to make things move forward because like in my opinion like in, in in dance music this is probably one of the most stagnant times creatively over this in my opinion yeah in the last 18 months for 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 dance music or anyway dance music most of dance music that's on my radar and i feel like i've, I've noticed a not a huge amount of change um, 
musically. Yeah, I, I think what's happened is people held off so much on their releases and they're like, mm -hmm. like okay, now we can put everything out we made. Yeah, 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 exactly. So, um, and, and I completely understand that. And but uh, you know, for for me, for the for the label, yeah, we didn't we didn't hold back. Just mm. kind of like kept going and took the attitude of well, I, I completely understand why everyone else is holding back, but let's just yeah. keep going. Let's just keep let's just keep going like uh, like, like normal. Uh, yeah, and and I feel like it was for the benefit of the, you know. We, we tried to make the most of a bad situation and I'm really happy with what we did with the label. And, um, but yeah, it definitely wasn't what we had planned. You know, mm. I, uh, had, uh, had a lot more plans with, with events and, um, you know, and helping, helping develop artists through, through touring, which yeah. is at the end of the day, what most artists want now. <laughs> Manager. I, I've got this on, I've got this on like Do Not Disturb. I don't even know how he's it's calling It's because he's it. called you like twice. Are you really desperate to get hold of me? <laughs> I'm on a podcast right now. Brat, piss off. See, my, man my manager doesn't call me halfway through a podcast. It's fine, mate. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's that's some half-assed shit. He's got my diary. He never exactly. knows what's going on. In my he booked diary. it in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, what was yeah. Yeah. Uh, touring and uh, help bringing yeah. artists on. Yeah, you know, it's. Uh, when, I'm, I'm just now going back to the plan that I had, you know, two years ago. I was going to say, when do you yeah. think you'll be back to like? that plan because i know like a lot of it's catch up at this moment in time right and it's kind of regrowing things and kind of a lot of djs can't that you've had on the label aren't necessarily in the u.s and can't travel yeah. and things like that and yeah it sucks we're just you know just trying to um just do what we can just focus on what is in our control um you know i'm lucky as well we kept uh we didn't lose any team members yeah, uh, kept amazing. everyone on. Um, that's been a massive, massive benefit. Yeah, a massive benefit. I can't, I can't um, emphasize how lucky I feel to have all the people around that I've worked with for well, most of them predominantly for like the last five, six years. And I think it was, I think it was having um, that kind of thing, uh, retaining that that infrastructure. Yeah for the label, for my management, for bookings and everything um, that allowed things like well, the, the, the shows that we go, that I came back to. Yeah. Um, I don't think they would have happened if I didn't have the team that I had. I wouldn't have been able to take them on. There was just too much work involved. I think um, that's, the, that's the thing that you kind of take on as a, as a boss, really, because you, you're, you're at the head of the, the kind of, you're, you're pushing all of this forward, but... The team kind of make it. Happen. I just want to do good parties, make yeah. it happen. But no, but like <laughs> I think there was a lot of a lot of labels, a lot of people that just let everyone go at the beginning of lockdown because they didn't have a clue what was going on. But it, I get it. I yeah, get that too. totally. I financially, like I totally understand. I wouldn't want to be paying everyone's wages for God knows how long and not knowing when it's going to come back. I, I totally get that. But mm -hmm. I, I think what's what you've done is you've 
you've been very consistent during the lockdown with the brand and kind of changing things up so going really hard on merchandise like for for a period of time that yeah yeah maybe yeah exactly but maybe you wouldn't have done that beforehand if you know what i mean maybe well i don't actually think the focus would have been i don't think people would have noticed that you know when you've got more going on you've got less opportunity to focus on one thing yeah you know but yeah, we didn't have much else going on. Truth be known, I didn't work that much during, uh, you know, like I said, I didn't work that much during the whole of lockdown. Um, my team helped a lot of things keep moving forward in the absence of me not doing shit. Yeah. So, um, you know, but I did have records from before. Um, I, I, you know, I finished up a couple of bits. I think that the only stuff that I really worked on, I did the finishing touches on the... Armand DP, um, but most of that was done. Uh, it was just finishing touches, so um, you know, just back and forth with Armand to try and get that wrapped up. Um, I did the Neon remix, uh, Joe's Amon uh, re-edit. Um, I didn't do much. I didn't do much else. Yeah, I don't think I, I did. I release anything that I wrote last year. I don't think I did. I mean, honestly, even now, I'm, I'm still, I'm still trying to warm up okay. to yeah. um, writing the way that, uh, um, right into the standard that I hold myself to. Mm. Um, it ain't happening right now. Yeah, I was, I was just talking on another podcast. I've, I wrote so much during lockdown that I'm the opposite. When now I'm like, I have to take time out because I want to not write the same shit that I've been writing for the last year and a half. And this is like the first, yeah, yeah, yeah. first time in probably my whole career that I haven't written music for myself for like easily three months. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's strange. Enjoy it though. It's strange, man. Where did you get to yeah, a point where you're like, like, you know, you're probably re-upping, you know? Yeah. Kind of. Uh... Yeah. We didn't stop releasing at all. Like throughout the whole of it. And yeah, it definitely dropped off streaming wise, but. Yeah, but I think I think I think people's I think a lot of that's down to people the change of people's behavior. I mean, yeah. like honestly, is our music the best stuff to be listening Fuck. to when you ain't you're not going out? Fuck no. I, I didn't go on Beatport until the two days before my first show for the mm-hmm. first time in the whole of lockdown to buy music. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Beatport. Yeah, I, I had um I have a I have a to do list that I run off. And, uh, you know, that's, that's like my life. Just live live by just ticking off things off the, off the to-do list. Have the most important thing at the top. Make sure you're clearing it off. Yeah. That's how I stay productive. At the top of that, organized record box. <laughs> I had that for 18 months. Still not done. Did I do it? No, I ignored it. Every single day. <laughs> and when I went back and I did that first gig, by fuck could you tell that I had not organized that record box because shit was all over the place. It was horrendous. <laughs> I've got really bad OCD. So as I do it, I organize it. So mine, I opened mine back up and I was like, wow, it looks pretty good. Um, the thing that I had an issue with was the USB sticks. I didn't have enough memory on the USB sticks. So then I bought bigger USB sticks at, still i was just being a right stingy cunt and didn't get the expensive ones 
Oh, they're so cheap now as well. It's crazy how cheap they are. Yeah, but I've got like so a... You fi- were really taking Stingy to a new level. I took Stingy to a new level. I got 50... I got 500 gig, but the write speed, the, the writing time was like... 500 gig? That's huge. Yeah, my, my record box is like 300 gig. Ah. Yeah. I travel with all of my music. All ah. the time. Really? Yeah, just in Are case, just in case I do, that. just in case I do space sets for twelve hours. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, just in case you do space sets for twelve days? Yeah, literally. No, because I always like I always play stuff from like twenty fourteen. Go on your record box. Go down the bottom. And tell me how long it says. You know, it tell, doesn't it tell you at the bottom how long how yeah. how um like if you up. played all the songs. Uh, continuously, how how much time of music that you've got? I think Was that so. iTunes? Or no, I think it does the collection. Um, let me log I in. Uh, no, it doesn't. It's an iTunes thing, isn't it? Uh, playlists: two hundred forty-one gig, one hundred sixty-three lists. Are you playing WAVs or MP3s? Yeah, AIFF. Okay, cool. Well, that, yeah. that, 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 that's a bit better, yeah. Because I'm the same, and I think my, I think I'm like 120. Or yeah. Um, but yeah, I bought this shit, these shit USB sticks, and on the first show back, it took so long for them to load, and I was like, "Oh my god, what have I done? Like, my music's not going to load." So then I had to. Im- I'm now playing off a. Hard- I play off a hard drive now, like a, a SSD hard drive, and it's game. Like an SSD one. Yeah, absolute game changer. Yeah, I've heard they're really good. Like it writes, you know, like when you have to do record box for the first time on a new USB stick, it takes ages and you're like all day long. Is it like this one? Pretty similar to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got this backing up. But it, it it literally took like 10 minutes to put my whole record box on on the on the hard drive and I was Not like, bad. yeah. Yeah, that first that first upload is pretty horrendous. Shit, but USB yeah, it's good, man. It's good. I'm so fucking sweaty. It's ridiculous. What's um? What have you got coming up then in the future? That's a great question, Will. What do I have coming? You just up? announced your shrine. Show. I'm, I'm, do you know what I'm doing? I'm, I'm intentionally doing a fold here, so then you don't see the so stain. It, it, mate, we saw it when it fell and everything. I know, but you know, if you're doing a clip or whatever, <laughs> yeah, you'll never know. Um, so what have I got coming up in the future? I've got a few shows. When's this going out? Two weeks. Okay, cool. Uh, a week. You, you just announced the Shrine Show, right? Yeah, they we're redoing the Shrine Show. Um, so are, you, I think, are, you, are you doing mostly big shows, or is it? Are you doing yeah, the stuff beginning? As well? it's, it's really great way to not be stressful. <laughs> you know what, though, they've been. I've, I've been so lucky. They've been. I've had a really, really good run of shows. I've been like. Uh, um, you know, going from having massive apprehension about mm. what people thought about my music, if yeah. there was a, if there was ever any connection to it anymore, um, and if people would still want to come see me, mm. to now going and doing these shows, it's um, it's quite a it's quite a swing because I I definitely um, I had major question marks mm. over myself. How, how does and it my f- music? My how career. does it feel like from? Because I'm I'm just thinking like I know you've. Well, I, I didn't know you personally, but I know your music from uh, Changes days. 
mm-hmm. to then the like more EDM days to now what what Chris Lake is. Um, mm-hmm. How does it feel to have like done like you've almost had three careers mm-hmm. as as Chris Lake? Well, I feel like I could have done it a much easier way. <laughs> <laughs> you know what though, I am. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm I'm proud. I'm proud of. I'm proud of. Uh, uh, I'm proud of how it's all turned out because, um, you know, I, I, uh, I tried really fucking hard to make it work and try and figure it all out. You know, um, I would say there were two periods of time where I kind of I was getting it right mm. at the beginning and now, yeah, and then in the middle. It was a period where um, I was not getting it right. And I put that down to, well, there's a few reasons. But um, firstly, the, the the reason that I, I, I put it down to, and it was like you, you talked about it, it's like the EDM days. So when I first came out to America and I started getting like um, more drawn into like big room stuff, then, and this is the way the scene was going, everything, like loads of genres and stuff just stopped working and the EDM thing just took over. And it coincided with a time where I was losing confidence in what I was doing. I was losing confidence in where the industry was going. And and most importantly, I started listening to other people's opinions about what I should be doing. Yeah. And that was the worst thing that I ever did in my career because it's the only time I ever did it in my career. Yeah. And it, and it's the only period of time that left me with feelings of um, uh, regret, essentially the regret of, um, of of decisions that I made and what I did. And I can't really say that I fully regret it, but um, I actually I don't regret it. It's definitely like I definitely could have made better decisions <laughs> at the time. But um, yeah, I got pulled into. I got I I got um influenced yeah. and i allowed yeah. myself to be influenced that's completely on me and um but the key was i um i recognized it pretty quickly and was determined to um to change that so um i think that was about i don't know what year it was but maybe uh eight years ago i think it's maybe eight years ago um and i uh yeah, I, I just decided, you know what, I can't let where I'm at be um, this are. kind of like musical legacy that I have and yeah. how I get remembered. Yeah. So I looked at it like, fuck, how am I going to, you know, I'd had big records as well, you yeah. know, it's sort of uh, like, how the fuck am I going to, uh, how, how the fuck am I going to change the perception of, of me and who I am? Now, the, don't get me wrong. If this, if this was, if, if I was producing under my alias, if, if I was producing under an alias, I would have given less of a shit. I would have just been like, fuck it, drop it. Mm. I made a cock up of it. Um, I'll start something new. And, yeah. and here we go. But it's your name. It's my name. Yeah. I am. My, my real name is Chris Lake. It's the same uh, for me. It's, it's, and, uh, and I, um, you know, I, uh, I care mostly about what I think. Mm. But I do care about what other people think in relation to what I've created. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a reality. You know, I do want people to enjoy it. I don't care if people don't like it. But at the end of the day, I want to feel comfortable 
that I, you know, I, I still want, I still would like things to connect. And I, I and I, I realized that uh, um, the only way that I was going to, um, the only way that I was going to change the perception of me was just to like claw it back to, to figure out what the best parts of me were, how to present it to people in the best possible way, do the best possible job of, you know, making music and, mm. and getting it, getting it to connect. And, and also somehow <laughs> get it to be more popular than the stuff from before. Yeah. And it was really hard. Um, and I definitely got fortunate along the way, but this is where, you know, um, my team comes in as well. Yeah, and totally. Brett, the guy that was just calling me, yeah. um, you know, I, I just, I just started working with Brett, uh, when, when we, uh, round about that period when I, I decided that I needed to, I need to, I need to write this ship, you know, mm. write the direction of the ship. And, uh, Brett and I spent months, months and months just trying to understand each other and be on the same page and understand what, um, you know, how do you, how do I put it? Just try to try to get an understanding of what um, what I can do, what I should be doing, how I should be approaching things, what my goals were, and then we got to work, and uh, and it was a a fuck ton of work. One of them was getting out of a record deal that I was in, a major record deal that took many years. Um, that was really quite difficult. But then I got out of it, created Black Book, and that's when things really took off. Yeah, that's when things really took off. Um, well, around the around the time, oh, you remixed it. Um, around the time I, I released uh, Operator. Operator, yeah. That was a real turning point for me. It, it, uh, that was a turning point for me for you, where yeah. I was like, "Oh shit, Chris is back, doing what? Not what I knew." Connected. Yeah, 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 and it's it was like, oh, I haven't heard from Chris for years, but this is this is a big statement piece. Yeah, and it, and it you know and it worked, and then um, it was just able to build off the back of it, uh, you know, um, afterwards. And uh, but the the key thing was was, um, and this is something that I never really had before. That I felt like I actually had like a a much better connection with my fans mm. and with my, um, with my audience. I felt like I understood them better. I understood who my audience was. Yeah. I never really had that before. Why do you think that was though? I think it's it just a difference in the times. I think I, I think I looked at things a little bit different. Social media made a big yeah. difference too. Massive. Um, just seeing like, just seeing instant reactions to what you're doing, hearing what people are saying about you. Um, but your social media was big before it was different though yeah it was different take this for example i toured in brazil for years and um but in brazil the social networks that were getting used out there were not the social networks that were getting used by the by in the west yeah um so I had no idea what people were saying about me. Mm. I don't know. I had no idea how much people were saying things about me. Yeah. Um, I had no idea what was going on. The only thing that I knew was when I spoke to like the promoter who, you know, 
could read a couple of things and you know give yeah. me a bit of feedback and say yeah you know they like it people like you or something yeah that, that's all i knew that's basically it a summary from someone yeah. but i had no I, I had nothing to read there was nothing to get there's no no stats or anything nothing to gauge I, I didn't have any understanding of my fan base but there was little things that you know the little things that changed now like you know brazilians using twitter yeah. uh, instagram facebook but this is the key one the translation button yeah being able to actually physically just click a translate and see what people are saying about understand, you and understand yeah. what, what your audience thinks and what they're, what, what they're do you uh do you read all your comments uh, and stuff i read some yeah i don't i don't i don't read all of them but i i, I see what people are saying you know like I, after shows i'll go on and have a look at you know what what, what the feedback is and, yeah you know, like see how much people are calling me a cunt it's the one thing that i think <laughs> that in in our in like in our kind of industry because like i listen to like podcasts with comedians and stuff like that and they get so much shit from people online and i don't know about you but i don't i very rarely get any shit from anyone maybe like one or two occasionally but it's very minimal yeah no i'm pretty lucky i mean for the most part it's pretty good you know um i think uh i get the odd really bad one (laughs) Really, I get I do, I do get some pretty bad ones. Really, honestly. yeah, 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 yeah. I've had like I've had some horrendous ones. <laughs> Go on, like what? <laughs> Death threats and stuff like this. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. You get some like heavy shit stuff said about like you get some heavy fucking shit. It's horrible, but it's not. It's like it's it's not um not as often as you'd think. Yeah. Well, no, not as um, not as often as like as, as good comments. But yeah, you, there's yeah. some fucking horrible people out there. Oh, there are some real yeah. problems. They're wankers. A lot of them. What? How did you? How did you find it coming moving to America from being from the UK and like shit like that? Because you've been here a long time now. Oh, it's easy, mate. Because we're English and we know everything. <laughs> <laughs> You're Scottish, aren't you? Yeah. Was that? Are you, you're Scottish, aren't you? Uh, don't you start. I'm English. <laughs> I'm English, but I lived in I lived in Scotland. So I, I lived in Scotland for. Um... Hang on, but let's go back to that last comment. Yeah. I was evidently joking. Um... He wasn't. We were <laughs> twats. Yeah. How, how was it? How was it? Um, how was it adjusting? Well, I've been touring out here for a little while, so I, I had some familiarity with it. And I came out, I came out to LA and did a few like test stays, yeah. should we say? You know, I did like three weeks, six mm. weeks, three months, and then ended up coming out and moving properly. And uh, I loved it. Yeah. I, I yeah. you know, the the big thing that I like about um, the big difference that I like with America, and you, you'll understand this, I think we've talked about this before as well. Whether, how, 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 what's the best way to put this? Whether it's true or authentic or not, in America, the words that are said to you are predominantly glass half full. Yeah. There's a lot more positivity in the words that are said. Yeah. Whether they're authentic or not, that's another question. But, um, you know, when you go and have a conversation with someone and they've said nice things, you walk away and you're like, oh, they said nice things. Really and it great. leaves you feeling a lot nicer. 
in the UK, and this isn't the rule, but I would say more often than not, we're a little bit more glass half empty. We're yeah. quite a pessimistic bunch, quite, in, and in particular in music as well, um, very opinionated. Yeah. And um, it can feel quite negative. And I felt the negativity. Maybe I'm just a sensitive soul. No, I feel that. Um, but I liked, I liked the positivity. I liked the positivity and the vibe of the people in the scene. Mm. I fed off of it. It made me feel good. And I like feeling good more than I like feeling bad. Yeah, totally. Do you have, Do you still, because I don't know about you, but I still feel like I am like, oh, of course I'm a foreigner. But like being here, even like every time I get to a new city, I'm like, this feels like I, I don't know how to really explain the feeling, but it's almost like I'm on holiday all the time. Like yeah. I, I live here and I go to the gym, but even going to the gym feels like I, I'm on holiday because it's not England, if that makes sense. Do you still, do you get that feeling? Yeah, of course. It's weird, it's isn't like, it? Yeah, but it's, you know, it's, uh, it's America. This is the shit that we used to see on the movies. That's it, isn't it? Although it I went, is. when I went home, um, my sister's, one of my sister's kid started, to, um, said to her, said to my, uh, my sister, we need to take the trash out and i was like you absolutely have to stop talking like that you cannot and i was like how did you even learn that because we don't say trash in the uk and he was like youtube yeah my uh my niece is nine now and i can't believe how american she sounds mm. she shouldn't like where she lives you should have most horrendous accent where are they living in the northeast of Scotland, it, like it's proper, like proper rural, and you know, you need the trans- her dad. Her dad's accent, my my brother in law's accent, is challenging. You need the Instagram. <laughs> you, need, you need the Instagram <laughs> translation button next to him. It's heavy. Yeah. It's heavy. I understand him, but yeah. I, um, I think I I think my wife she she kind of understands him. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's, it's difficult. But anyway, yeah, these are uh, you know. Uh, I think that American media it does influence definitely you know, Western kids. I it, it's funny when I tell people to watch Americans to watch Peaky Blinders on Netflix, and they're like, "I have to fucking put trans the the cop the subtitles on because I can't understand them." I was like, "Watch like, Peaky Blinders so you can sound like Chris, Chris Lorenzo." Lorenzo. <laughs> <laughs> Don't people? It's the worst you know, have, have you noticed that? When was the last time you spoke to Loz? I haven't spoke to him since June last year. So, I, like I've spoke online, but not in person, yeah. not on the phone. He's been um, so he's been out here for two and a half years now. Yeah, and if, if you remember, you, you'll remember like the thing that he would always say: "Trust me." Yeah, trust me. <laughs> it's like a, it's a proper brummy thing. Like um, Jack Grealish says it all the time. Yeah. The, the the Aston Villa player, and um, he stopped saying it. He stopped uh, like Gita. Gita has him saved in the phone as "Trust me," <laughs> but he's he's actually stopped saying it since he came out here. So. And wow. now he goes, wow, <laughs> wow. So American. 
Yeah, he's, he's, he, he does all these little American. He's, he's picked up all these Americanisms. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I when I went back home and now came back here, I've had friends where they're like, "Your English accent has got so much stronger than what it was like when they initially knew me from being from living out here." And I guess it does. You just being, I've been in Somerset as well. Like it's not the most intelligent people around there. It's just. Like, <laughs> That won't make the cut. <laughs> <laughs> no, I not the most intelligent sounding people. Let's 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 use that one. Um but yeah, I don't know. I do you do you miss the UK? <laughs> Still thinking about that last comment you made. <laughs> um Yeah, I, I miss my family. Mm. I miss my family and you know, friends and um No, I don't miss the UK. Mm. I, I'm not not particularly. I love visiting it. I, yeah. I, I can't say I, I can't say I miss it. I don't really miss it anywhere. No, same, yeah. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I love visiting. I, I love I love being British and and uh, you know being part of it. And 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 just that that just how fucked up it makes us be. You know, <laughs> it it makes us. It just makes it difficult for Americans to truly understand us. Yeah. Let's be honest. Because we just say something and they're just like... Is that a joke? Or what? Huh? Yeah. Really? Are you serious? Yes. Very serious. Yes, talking of um, Talking of Brits and Chris Lorenzo, what's going on with Antioch? We, we're, um, we're being the slowest at finishing up an album it's pretty much done you've just it's like, been pretty much done for about a year and a half though mate well no not really no so we like um we were meant to write it at the beginning of last year then COVID hit and, yeah um i mean loz was he, he's a mile and a half down the road from me and i only started seeing him a couple months ago mm. so because we were properly we had to we had to fully isolate here because we had a you know, an yeah. immunocompromised relative. So, um, yeah, uh, we've only really just got got going. But, you know, we're not really going. Like, in the studio, it's not... We've, we've done some stuff. We're happy with it. But it's... Um, we're not firing on all cylinders. Um, it's been... Uh, it's definitely not turned out the way it should have. Yeah. But... Uh, but whatever. We've done when it's done. It's no so, rush, I guess. There's no, there's no, there's no rush. There's no panic. I'm not going to like, I'm not, I'm not kind of, uh, I'm not sweating over it, but I will say this. Uh, I am really proud of what we've done on the, uh, on the project. So I am excited for people to hear it. Just, um, yeah. Some of the stuff that you sent sounded great. Especially the the one with Scion from Audio Buddies. Yeah, yeah, I love I that. We've, uh, we've mixed that now, so yeah, it's feeling a bit good. It's a nice feeling, isn't it? Because when you've written something that's not what you usually write, really, it's yeah. kind of a little. It, it's not. It's not Chris Lake music, is it? Um, no, 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 no. It's festival, and, festival and you know what? It <laughs> it might be what makes it successful, or it might be what why it just never gets off the ground. I don't care though. I'm happy. Well, with that's it. the thing. Very happy. That's the thing. I think you're you're in a 
an amazing situation position where it doesn't have to do well. You're you can just purely be an insular artist and just concentrate on making fucking great music for that project. Yeah. So the, well, yeah. I, I the the thing that Loz and I say is like you know we're lucky that we both have mm. really strong yeah. solo careers. And we do this project not because we need to, yeah. but because we want to. And that sounds like a... You'll get this because you, you understand the industry. But like just that statement there is not as common as you'd think it should be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. A lot of people yeah. want things to be successful because they need it to be mm -hmm. successful. Yeah. And, and you'll make very different decisions because of it, you know? Um, but if you don't, it, you know, if your needs are from something else from, and, and for me and for, for, for laws, it's from the, like the nourishment of the creativity and, and like the connection to what we're, what we're making. Um, it's a pretty unbelievable place to be in, in, well, in my opinion anyway. So. I think for, for me, it was like the, the best, it was that turning point for me when I realized like I have to in actually just enjoy what i'm doing rather than look at how to make money out of this and what do i need to do to make money is like well hang on a minute let's actually just write music i enjoy and then if i make money out of it and it's successful then sweet but i think when you when i had that mindset that's when it became the most successful yeah Probably because it was um, without you realizing it, the most authentic as well. Yeah, totally. No, not trying to write bangers. Well, yeah, and that, that's that 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 leads me back to sort of the way that I approach things with uh, with when I kind of uh, how did I how do I explain it um, when I went back to the drawing board yeah. essentially with my career. And that's what you know. That's what it was about. It was about. Um, my connection with the music yeah. first. You know, yeah. like the, the this is the thing. I I see I see a lot of people talking about um a lot of people talking about artists playing their music and you know stopping playing their music when um once it's released. Mm. Fuck that. Fuck no. Fuck that. You know what? I uh, I'm not ashamed to say it. I love my music. That's the the, the 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 music that I put out. I'm fucking proud of it. Yeah, I'm proud of it. If hey, I'm putting it out, I'm proud of it. You're proud and of. I'll play it. You're proud of the music right now that you're putting out. Yeah. And what about the old old stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm proud. I'm proud of most of my stuff. It, honestly, even like the, um, like. I'm proud. I'm proud of all of it. Mm. I am proud of all of it. It's like some of it's not as cool as it should be. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. but I'm proud. You know, I'm proud of what I've done. So because um, because for, for me, it's in, particular, in particular, in particular, say like the last eight years. Yeah, let's say the last six years. Okay, I can pretty much go and play any song that I've that I've played that I've um, produced. Uh, in the last six years and play it at any of my shows mm. and feel like, yeah, I did a good job on this. Yeah. yeah no, I like that. Because for me, it's like I, there's certain music I've stopped playing 
that I've produced, like my old Dirty Bird stuff, I don't really play that. And it's not because I don't like it, it's because it just doesn't fit with what I do anymore. But mm. yeah, I could probably... It's just like it. a lot of my stuff as well, you know, a lot exactly. of it doesn't fit, but then yeah. sometimes I'll be playing, I'm like... That's when I need to play it. it. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, and when it works, because no one's expecting it, it's actually a really great feeling. Because it's what people want to hear at the end of the day. Just, yeah. And I don't mind doing that. And yeah. it's, you know, so I think, you know, with that said, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot. I just wonder if, it, you know, I'm, I'm still a DJ. Mm, totally. I feel like less of a DJ than I once was. Because the truth is, you know, I will play my own stuff. I feel like, a, 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 you know, a huge proportion of my set kind of explains itself to me yeah. you know there, there are songs that i'm definitely gonna play yeah. in my set so it's what i feel around it and then sometimes that leaves me feeling like am i just you know i'm i'm less of like a the dj dj I, mean, I don't you know i used to go i did used to go and turn up and play maybe one or two of my songs yeah and that was it in a two-hour set and i think if i did that now with the with the I think with the kind of uh, expectation that I've built up with my crowd of what I will what I will do, that I am prepared to play in my own music. I think I'd get fucking lynched. I think you have to. I think <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's not you don't go pay the you don't buy a ticket to see the Rolling Stones and then play a bunch of Beatle records or a bunch of Bob Marley records. Although that would be fucking great. Like you just that's not what you pay for. If if you pay to see a Chris Lake show, you pay for Chris Lake music. You don't pay for anything else. Yeah. And uh, and, I, and, I, and I like doing it, and I, I you know what I kind of uh, um, you, <laughs> it's gonna take it's gonna take years and years and years and years of playing those songs to even catch up with the amount of times I've already heard those songs anyway. Mm. And I and I'm not you know I I've managed up to this point listening to those fucking loops over and over again. I think I can cope. You know, still, uh, still listen to them for the next few years. I agree, man. I, I, you know, I actually I remember this. I remember, um, I remember when I going back to that, the old record changes. Um, I was out in Australia, and uh, I, um, I was on tour, and uh, I was with Sebastian Legier. Legend. And, uh, I love his yeah. stuff now as well. Yeah, he's he's really, he's he's really hit his stride on this new stuff, and um. <laughs> Just remember, I just remember dropping changes and he just looked, he just turned to me and he was like, you know, you're going to have to play that every single set for the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and I, I remember when he said it, I was like, I think, I don't know how I feel about that. Mm. But now I kind of like, I don't know. I don't mind because like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm making music. I'm truly happy with. I think DJ I'm has to really with changes as well, but like, you know, not the vocal version, but the instrumental I was. What's wrong with the vocal version? Well, I was that. That was a, that was a whole. Um, Is that a major record label thing? Major record label. That was my first major record thing, and I, I, I got, um, yeah, done over. <laughs> no, I didn't get done over. At the end of the day, I just, you know, I was young and impressionable, and. Uh, You'll remember this as well. Back in that period, strong instrumental records yeah. would get revocaled. Yeah, yeah, all of them. No, not that doesn't really happen that much anymore. But like, um, well, because there's not you know, really many strong instrumental records that do well nowadays, as yeah, how yeah, they yeah, used so. to. Like, 
Yeah. Most of the records that do really well have a vocal. So that's what happened. Yeah, I um, I just got I got pressured. To put when was the last there. big instrumental record? Rebuke. Along came Polly. No, I've got no idea. Tenors. Before you got cancelled. For being a prick. Yeah. fair enough isn't it yeah yeah i don't know it's but it's you know it was a different different industry then but anyway i you know i kind of yeah that was that was that was uh 15 years ago yeah i remember that was fuck, that was a while ago well you see that for brit for british people they'll, they'll remember that song for being the song on sky sports football i didn't i didn't know that i didn't i never yeah. watched football was it on there yeah it was the it was for the um uh, what was the? So, I can't remember. Yeah, it was, it was just basically the intro music for for a whole year for the for, for the Premier League football. Wow. Yeah, pretty epic. Yeah, that's amazing, dude. We just did an hour and ten minutes. Um, Sorry, it's it's fine. I I would go on forever, but I'm fucking so hot in here. I can actually see the rosiness in your cheeks. It's it's really hot in here. Um, let's wrap this motherfucker up. Thanks for being on, man. Really appreciate it. Um, easy nothing easier than talking exactly it's the best uh, when will I see you again it's a famous song I think um, uh, that, that one um, the fucking the festival in um, Elements East Coast Elements yeah. that's where I said the one with the fire <laughs> I've never played that show I've never played that one should be good fun you're going to have a great time there it's a really nice vibe they've got a uh, they uh yeah, it's just. I think I've played that festival twice now, mm. and then they have a they have an uh, they were doing an event as well. I don't know whether they still are, but they were doing one in in uh, Brooklyn, so yeah, in New York, in the warehouse. Yeah, that's crazy that one. Um, I think you'll have a lot of fun. It's just a bit of a bitch to get there. Yeah, it should be fun though. Um, how can people follow you? Buy tickets and all that lot. I just realized you asked me quite a lot of questions and I didn't really answer any of them. Uh, we just went off on a load of them. Um, what have I got coming up? Thanks for asking, Will. No worries, mate. So um, I, <laughs> what the, I I never answered that question. Um, I have I've got some shows, Yeah, which you can Google because Google's pretty clever at that shit and tell you what's going on. I've got some music coming out. I'm trying to figure out the release date for this song with Grimes. So um, It's going to be big. Uh, I uh, I previewed it on my Instagram and um, it might have been the worst thing I ever did because I have not stopped getting fucking messages about that song ever since and I don't have a release date. It's been pretty bad. Did they turn up? Did her and Elon turn up? Oh, no, no, no. no. Motherfuckers. So, um, didn't turn up. But I think they're going to come. I think, uh, well, I think Grimes is going to come to Shrine. She wants to come see the show, the, the track going off. So. When, is, when is the Shrine? When is Shrine? End of the month, end of August. What? Um, do you know the date? 28th? I really want to come to one of them. I haven't been to any of your like big shows, so I really want to try and come. Please come along. 28th. Will you be free? Or the, will you be free? I'm in LA the next day playing Day Trip, but I think I've got a show the night before. Mm. I Let me know. I'll have a look at your dates and I'll try and come to one. If you're free the week before, I'm playing in San Francisco. Okay. Um, at the, the 
the Frost Amphitheater. Okay. Have you seen that place? No. It is beautiful. Really? It is absolutely beautiful. Uh, 8,000 people um, in this grassy, in this grass, grass filled amphitheater surrounded mm. by trees. It's, it's beautiful. I cannot wait to play this one. Yeah, I'll see, so, I'll see um, if I can make it happen. I really want to come to them. They, they look amazing, man. So congrats. And then the week before that, the, the, um, probably when this podcast comes out, is the one with fish in Denver. That'll be... Um, Ballroom, right? No, uh, it's, it's, out, um, it's, it's an outdoor thing. Okay. Um, it's going to be quite big. So, Where is it? <laughs> Don't worry, Google it, people. Sorry, I know you're dying of heat. But it's fine. Fuck it. Need to lose some weight. Denver. Denver, um, fuck off, you need to lose some weight. Yeah, maybe you do with all that candy you eat. I need to sort my training out. Denver Coliseum. It's going to be good. Sounds grand, doesn't it? It's going to be good. Denver Coliseum. There's probably a car park right outside it. Full of works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, um, oh, that, mate. All right. Well, um, good to catch up. Thank you. No, thank you for coming on. Um, let's splash some cold water on your face. I'm literally going to, yeah. Bollock naked. I'm gonna go and wash the stain out of my uh expensive my top hoodie. from the protein shake. <laughs> Bye mate, keep safe. Send my love to Gita. Um hope you're well, man. All keep right. safe. Take care. All right, speak soon. Bye. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Big ups to Chris for coming on. Uh have a great week. Keep safe. Don't forget to share. Um, don't forget to subscribe. Send it to your mates, send it to your parents, whatever. Keep safe. Have a great one. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.